It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. Uh, we, it's the first episode of the new year, uh, 2023. Oh my God, I'm almost at 2022. 2023. And we're recording on January 3rd, the day after the Winter Classic. Uh, I am VA. I'm here with Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. Ahoy. Ahoy. Jeff is um, recovering from travel. And uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on right around now. So we'll figure out when Jeff will return to us. We're going to give him all the time that he needs. And I hope that he got like a buttload of polar to bring back up north. I hope yeah. I, I I hope he did too. Because I mean, if you're coming down to New Hampshire, get all the polar that you can get. So anyway, we are a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And we're going to talk about guess what? The Boston Bruins? The Boston Red Sox. No, of course <laughs> the Boston Bruins. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I can <laughs> I could do five hours myself on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say the management of the Red Sox suck. Is that is that an adequate um, start? Well, well, they were booting their own stadium yesterday, so I would say that's definitely an adequate uh, representation of ownership right now. <laughs> I'm not laughing at at the Red Sox. I'm laughing at them getting booed because that's hilarious to me. Yes. Yeah. How dare you buy the Pittsburgh Penguins while you're leaving your Red Sox high and dry, you fuckers. Anyway. Exactly. Also, apparently, so I saw a tweet. This guy had a black and gold sign that he was bringing into the stadium that simply said, pay Devers because that's what the Red Sox fans want. And Fenway Park security confiscated the sign and wouldn't let him take it in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh my God. So they are totally like just beyond just out of touch. Well, uh, did you see that Surviving Grady had a uh, pay Raffi shirt? Yeah, hey Rafi, you freaking dopes. Yeah, Yeah. such a good shirt. (laughs) Confiscate that, dicks. That that shirt used to say pay Bogey and Rafi, you freaking dopes. Now the shirt's been cut in half because Bogarts is now a Padre. So, um, and I don't mean that in the biblical sense or in the actual giving birth sense. He's a San Diego Padre. Mm -hmm. Oh. so yeah, he's cut the shirt's been cut in half, but the sentiment remains. Pay Raphael Devers. On the on the one good piece of news on that is so with baseball contracts, you have arbitration. I think there's like a couple years of arbitration at the end of their um uh, at the end of their entry contracts, and they avoided arbitration and came to an agreement on the one year deal for this year. He's a free agent next year, but they can do an agreement. Didn't go to arbitration, which is good because at least they were able to agree on something. 
So maybe that's good news going forward that they can agree on something else. There's hope. There is hope. I mean, to me, it just seems like if you've got popular players, why are you getting rid of them? Yeah, not just popular, but like guys that could like end up being in the Hall of Fame, like legitimate, like generational type players. Popular and very good players. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but I just I don't I don't get it. I don't Mookie I mean there's there's gonna be a generation of baseball fans that never saw Mookie Betts play for the Red Sox and that's insane. That's gonna suck. Since we were talking about contracts, I want to talk about another contract. This past week there was a rumor that came out. Seems like it came from Rich Keefe, formerly of the sports hub, but currently of WEEI. He said something about how he heard that the they were finalizing an eight-year at $11 million per deal for pasta, the $88 million deal that sounds so great because it's pasta and it's 88. And it was curious that nobody else was picking up on that. And it turns out that, no, there's no deal. In fact, J.P. Berry, pasta's Asian, said that the report was rubbish actual word so guys how do you feel about that and what do you think that pasta deal is going to look like because it ain't going to be 11 million now we know that so i say i hate that the i hate that he put the rumor out there I know today's in today's journalism it's the fir- it's not about facts about who's the first to get it get it, get it right and get the credit for being the first to break a story and that sucks I think that's part of the reason why this this tweet went out but I think if it was eight and eleven a year I think that deal would have already been done right if that was the real numbers I think that's something that they would have already, because I, I mean, the Bruins would. I I feel like the Bruins would jump at that deal. I think Jeffs said it in our group chat, and I think it gets close to this number. I think twelve and a half a year is around what we're going to end up seeing. Um, so McDavid money. Yeah, I think that's probably what we're looking at. Eight years, twelve and a half ish, and I'm I'm okay with it. Like. Get it done. Just get the deal done. Like, please don't like put us through this. Just get the deal done. Like, you need to keep him. He's great. Everyone loves him. He was all anyone talked about with the Winter Classic. He was like the star of the show. He was like, he had like with between his skate, between his stick, between all the advertisements that the Bruins put out. They all had pasta in it. So, like, he's your—he's one of your most, if not your most, marketable player, not only on the ice, but off the ice because of his personality. There was even a disturbing sculpture of pasta. Made of in pasta. pasta. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a resin sculpture. <laughs> oh, God, so gross. <laughs> and he loved it. Yeah. He was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I think that pasta, he is in the leadership group. And he could potentially be a future captain. Yeah. Depending on how long Bergie and Margie stick around. So I think it's kind of dumb to just like uh, 
just somebody that popular with that much star power with that much firepower with all of that he says all the right things he's adorable he goes to the children's hospital as much as they will let him because i think they let him go now but he likes like he likes to just go and do that on a wednesday afternoon he might be the nhl's most marketable player Mm -hmm. you factor in talent personality and kindness i don't think there's a a better star to market maybe ovechkin maybe Mm -hmm. i mean they're both kind of like overgrown men children yeah um i just i i just i i kind of agree with that i just think he's in an era where teams have to worry about their players off the field so much you don't have to worry about him nope he's just a goofball he's very he's adorable i just a sweet angel child you know i know he says money is not an object it's it's not the end all to be all and i know that his agent wants to make sure that he gets a market fair deal which i you know what yeah, I get it because like the Bruins will undercut and the Bruins, in my opinion, got their hometown deal when they signed him to that last contract when he was an RFA. They waited it out. Boy, it was a very last minute thing that he signed, but he was just like, I just want to play hockey at this point. Like, let's just get it done. And he signed for like under seven, right? It was 6.66. They got their deal then because how many, how many people are on their like second deals as RFAs and they're getting paid like more than that. So they got their deal. They're going to have to pay more for this. Uh, LeBron uh, of the athletic uh, Pierre LeBron said that he thinks it's going to be very much like the Evgeny Malkin situation where Pasta may very well sign at the very last minute before free agency starts. Hmm. That is cutting it close. I don't want that to happen necessarily. I'm encouraged by the fact that it sounds like Barry, his agent, is saying that the two sides are still talking. So that's good. As opposed to the Don Sweeney, here, Tory Krug, here's your deal. We're not talking anymore about this. You take it or leave it. Right which I have a feeling was very similar to the Dougie deal. If they get him for 12, I think they're getting a bargain. Yeah, I would agree. You know, the be- the sooner they sign him, the better I'm going to feel. I think all of us will feel that way. And I think, I, I think there's definitely optimism about a deal getting done because when, as Sweeney has shown, he's, he's shown us a lot of things, but one thing he's shown is if you're a guy that he wants to keep, you're probably getting a deal. Like, he keeps the guys... He he, he tends to really keep the guys that he wants to. I mean, I, I don't think they, they really wanted to keep Krug. I don't think that they really wanted to keep Dougie, looking back on it. And I think if they really want you, they'll, they'll get a deal done. So I do think a deal gets done. I have more faith in the Bruins getting a deal done than I do the Red Sox getting a deal done with Devers. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Tim. And as, as sad as that is, at least we're keep at least that means we're keeping pasta because, like you said too, he's become part of the leadership group. 
I'm noticing more and more that he wears the A mm-hmm. a lot more often. So he's definitely kind of coming into that Martian uh, Bergy role. Yeah. He's wearing the A and Krejci is not. Mm-hmm. I think that's the important distinction. Krejci's basically a mercenary this year, right? So he's a hired gun. <laughs> I, I want it to get done. Does it get done around the trade deadline? You know, no. because like that happened with DeBrusque last year. You know, they, they did a, a sign getting ready for a sign and trade, which didn't happen. I don't want to think about it anymore, guys. So we're going to move on. <laughs> sure. No, I actually do. I do want to say one last thing. I think if it doesn't get done by the deadline, that it won't happen in season. It'll be after the season. Right. Yeah, I think after the deadline, they got to, um, I think, wait till June. Oh, is there a I didn't know that there was a waiting period. Yeah. I was, I was just saying. So your general. statement is true. Statement's true, I guess. <laughs> I, I I was I was saying in general, yeah. I, I just don't at that point at that point I don't I wouldn't want them talking much just because I'd rather they focus on like the pl- upcoming playoff run as well. So Yeah, there's that too. We should just probably just focus on focus on the season and just get our minds off these things. But I could I was happy to not think about David Posternock's co- contract situation until the rumor happened. Thanks, Keith. I don't listen to EEI. <laughs> I was I excited. Yeah. I, I, I tuned into the Sports Hub yesterday because they were broadcasting before. They had Felger and Maz before the Winter Classic. Oh. And Felger said, don't sign Pasta for 12.5. He's not worth it. And, uh, you know, what else do you say? He said, oh, this Bruins team will be just fine without him next year. No. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Uh, He said the the Bruins team will be strong next year. So don't pay him 12.5. I mean, the Bruins team next year is definitely a podcast for another time. Another time, but place. I in in short, my rebuttal is no. The get him, sign him, because we need him very much. Yes, put that in my gravestone. <laughs> and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> so his gravestone is made out of um, pot or tobacco. Or something yes. else. Okay. I actually, I want you to smoke the stone. Okay. I mean, he is in North Carolina. So, yeah. Tobacco Road. Yep. Okay. All right. I just didn't know which one. We we're going to smoke something. <laughs> <laughs> smoke um, my grave. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not the worst thing we've talked about on this group. This oh, podcast. no. By far. <laughs> I mean, We've talked about Brett Favre's penis. So there we go. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do some administrative business, some bees-ness. Ah. Um, talking about our predictions, our soft predictions. All right. So the actual record for the Bruins in the last uh, couple of weeks, several many weeks, mm-hmm. was 
five wins, zero losses, and two overtime slash shootout losses. So five, zero, and two. I had five, two, and zero saying both Devils games would be losses. Eh, Wrong. I was close. I got the number of wins, though. That's Hmm. good. Jeff said four, two, and one, and he cited the Devils and the Sens as the uh, losses. He got one of those right. And he thought it would be a shootout loss in the Winter Classic, and it did come close to going to overtime, but he's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, very optimistic. Uh, A change from the the week before. So six and uh, six, one and zero. And you said the Sens, which you were right, was was the loss, but you didn't get the right amount of wins. And Tim, you also said six, one and zero. And for some reason, I wrote second Sens here. They only played the Sens once. I don't know if you meant Sabres or if you meant Sens, but yeah, I it's a transcription error on my part. I suspect that it might have been the Sabres. And I mean, they did lose to the Sabres in overtime. It's true. Either way, e- either way, I'm kind of good there. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we all had pieces of the puzzle, but none of us got it just right. So that's okay. We're just doing it for fun, right? So, uh, so with that said, I'm just going to briefly go over the scores of the games in the last couple of weeks because I did not take any notes. I was enjoying my holiday time. Oh, I was not actually enjoying my holiday time. Oh. I was a mess, but that's okay. I finally kicked the cold, and I'm feeling a little bit better because my antidepressants have been increased, and they work. Okay, so much to be thankful for. So it's 12 19. Uh, they played against Panthers. They won 7 3. Woohoo. 12 12. It was the uh, 12 22, I should say. The Jets. It was a win 3 2. Woohoo. Uh, 12 23. Devils win 4 3. I mean, the Devils have fallen on some hard times, but it was good to, that we were able to beat them. And then the Senators, because in Ontario, the Bruins are unvictorious. They are always beaten in Ontario so far this year. They lost in overtime to the Senators 3-2. It was actually a shootout loss, which was very frustrating. The Devils, again, the night, the next night on the 28th, they won 3-1. So good. I thought that would be a loss, but it was not. And uh, the Sabres... Back home at the Sabres, I mean, at, with the Sabres at home on New Year's Eve, it was an overtime loss, four to three, because Alex Tuck is a jerk. <laughs> Fair enough. He tucked it in. Yeah, he did. Hey. Yeah. And then uh, uh, January second, that was yesterday, with uh, the Pens visiting in their park, but the Bruins were the home team. The Bruins won two to one. So there are two games I really want to talk about. A Sabres game. There are a lot of people who are like, they shouldn't have lost to the Sabres. Sabres are garbage, blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. I don't think the Sabres are garbage. The Sabres have been on a win streak of late. They're kind of pulling it all together. Tage Thompson is playing out of his mind. You know, there was one night where he had like five goals, not against the Bruins, thankfully, but, you know, against the Blue Jackets. And so basically, 
I thought that the Sabres would be a better team than they'd show so far this year. And I'm actually kind of happy to see it because I've not seen a Sabres team be good ish. So they're scrappy. They have gusto. Yeah. So it's like the Bruins basically, you know, unless, you know, the Bruins are a third period team. That's when they turn on the jets. And if you're going to let the, the, the Sabres back in the game and then dominate you in overtime, then you're going to lose the game. You know? Yeah. yeah. You got a point out of it. So, and you still keep your no losses in regulation uh, streak alive, but you know, I don't think it's a shame to, to lose to the, the Sabres at all. No, uh, no, especially getting a point out of it. You lost. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a win, you still get a point out of it. It's not like you're, um, it's not, I don't, I don't think that losing that game in overtime to the Sabres is going to affect them later down the road. No, I really don't. No. Now losing to the senators is a little bit more problematic to me. Excuse me. And only in the way that it's like, you know, I, I think, well, you lost to the Sabres at Ottawa. So the next two games you play them will be, at the garden if they play two this year i don't know they might only play one at the garden i haven't looked at everything so it might be very very different but the sabers have uh, maybe as of late have tied it together a little bit more but they're not that good you know they lost josh norris like early in the season or even preseason i can't remember when it was and they're not the same team that i thought they would be so i'm a little more just perplexed and like miffed that they lost to the senators may i rebuttal sure it's an expression many hockey fans use but the bruins got goalied oh against yeah the senators the uh bruins had 50 uh 50 or more shots i can't remember may have been 51 but i know they hit the 50 mark in shots cam talbot decided that he was the best goalie of all time that game. Oh and yeah. Yeah. That's right. He was like, he had some great saves. Um, there was a sequence of four saves that I think any goalie would be happy to just make one of those on a game. He made four in a row against the Sabres, even though they had the winning streak uh, going into that game, I think the way the Bruins lost the game hurts you largely outplay them in the third period and then you let off the gas a little bit um, unable to get um, the Bruins are one for five on the power play but the Bruins had a five on three couldn't score there then they had oh, a, yeah. a, 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 an extra probably yeah they had they had another opportunity late in the game with a power play they they they, they didn't get it so it's um, I've already lost the, the yeah, it, it, you're looking at a – it's a 3-2 game, and then really the Bruins had an opportunity to make it 4-5-2 at one point. Instead, you end up losing in overtime. Yeah, Swayman, that last goal, kind of soft. Great play by Buffalo uh, getting the puck down there. But oof, that was a great pass, bad shot, bad, bad goal. So that's my opinion on, on the losses. Granted, Bruins each get a point out of the, those games. So hard to complain too much 
Um, I really had a great time watching the Senators game. That was a fun game to watch. Buffalo game was kind of uh, until the third period. It was so-so. I don't really remember overtime. I feel like the Bruins were just okay. But yeah, you kind of knew, uh-oh, Bruins allowing a late one, not going to look good in overtime. Okay, now now I remember the exact circumstances of what happened with the Sabres game and me. I curled up on the couch and fell asleep at the end of the first period and woke up and in, in late in the third. <laughs> <laughs> I was like out for like, it seemed like a couple of hours mm. and I was like, oh man. But that basically means that the Bruins were at fault for their own loss. Yeah, I, I think so. Definitely, definitely against Buffalo. Bruins had a chance to seal the game, um, be the far superior team and just, I, I mean, I, I hate to use cliches, you know, they, they let their foot off the gas a little bit. They didn't capitalize pucks in deep work hard for the boys, etc. Well, they were thinking about their new year's plans. I, I think so. Also, also the, um, the sequence that led to the goal in overtime was a turnover too. Mm. So by someone who generally doesn't make turnovers, um, Bergeron got his pocket picked a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, and poor Bergeron, he uh, deflected the shot in uh, by, in overtime on his own goalie. Yeah. Thanks, Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I still don't think that there's any uh, anything to be ashamed about be, uh, losing to a team that's that's kind of hot right now. Right, right. You know, especially when it's your own damn fault. Shore up your house, Bruins. Shore up your house. You know. Yeah. Now, yesterday was the Winter Classic. And I'm more, I'm actually more excited about everything surrounding the game than the actual game. You know? Well, the first two periods kind of sucked. Oh, my God. I was falling asleep those first two periods. Yeah, they kind of sucked. And TNT... I don't. I, I know a lot of people love the TNT crew. I can't stand it. I do not like. Anson Carter is I cool. Love, and Lee McHugh, he's okay. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, including Gretzky and Paul Bissonette, get rid of them. Like I, I don't care what they have to say. I don't want to listen to them. Okay. But I'm glad the Bruins won. Oh, TNT doesn't show goalie hugs. All right, oh God, I oh, hate that. Okay. See y'all First... later. Bye. No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, he is literally walking away. I think he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I think he has to go to the bathroom. I'm just being dramatic. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you why I hate the TNT broadcasts, okay? One, their studio crew is just too large. Okay, I love Anson Carter. I think he brings a lot to to there. I think Tocket is boring. I think Biz should not be taken seriously like ever like why i mean look i'm not going to say you don't know hockey because you were you know towing the line between ahl and nhl that's not it it's just that i feel like he is known for being funny he's kind of like if they used him in like no don't use him in the ronick role that the nbc did 
but he does he's a court jester he reminds me a little bit of that you know so i'm like is that necessary and then you wheel out the corpse of wayne gretzky every so often for these games he doesn't tell you anything insightful you know he doesn't tell interesting stories you know it's like at least messier will talk about some fun stories messier and chelios on 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 the set at espn that's a fun couple of guys you know yeah they have a lot of hockey insight. They have a lot of fun stories. They they pal around really well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like and, I don't want them calling a game, but I like having them in the studio. You know what I mean? And Ch- Ch- Chelios was once the D partner of Eric Weinrich. So <laughs> hey, <Hi>! come back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, uh, and Doctor Cox's favorite player. Yes. Oh, they they play. Uh, I think they play basketball and other sports down in Malibu because Chelio says the house in Malibu. Uh, okay. So that's the starting part. I don't like the announcers. I can't stand Kenny Albert. I can't a really I, just Eddie Olchick, go away, go away. How Keith Jones get, just go away. I like Darren Pang, but he's not usually part of the coverage. He was just part of the coverage yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Panger. We need more Panger. He's fun. We do. He's fun. Mm-hmm. He's he's an he's a short king, and we need that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played goalies like five foot eight. Yeah, it's just amazing. The man. Yeah, I just I love. He's it. awesome. He plays bigger than he he looks. That's good. I like that. Uh, but he's like he's got the color stuff. He's fun. Yeah, but it's like so often during the broadcast they'll go talk to somebody like one of the coaches or something, and they'll miss the face off, right? They'll they'll kind of put they'll they'll all go oh wait there's a hockey game so maybe we should show that over on this other other side of the screen and then you don't really know what's going on you know I don't need to see you talk to Montgomery I know what he looks like okay you're not giving me anything extra here so it's like we miss so many plays you know there you when you want a replay of something they won't show you the replay of anything and then. And then the thing that really fucking gets my goat is no goalie hugs. They don't show goalie they hugs. They do everything they can to avoid showing the goalie hugs. And I hate that. I love that we have dedicated reporters and other dedicated fans who will film that goalie hug and put it on Twitter. I thank mm-hmm. you all for doing that. Because uh, we don't get them on TNT. I think ESPN shows them. That's like- fine. ESPN gets a, a bad rap because they have certain games and you got to have a, the subscription to watch it, which, okay, is annoying, but they'll show goalie hugs. They absolutely will show goalie hugs. Yeah, see, I guess I don't mind it so much because I've had that subscription ever since Disney Plus came out. Same. We've just had it, you know? Same here, it's, yeah. It, it, for a guy living very far away from regional coverage of the Boston Bruins, you tell me for, was it 15, 16, 17, 18, 18 bucks a month, I get to watch the Bruins and everything else is a bonus. Everything else is just, you, you know, get to watch grade. everything on FX, FX, mm-hmm. uh, FX, mm-hmm. FXX, Disney, mm-hmm. ABC, ESPN, because they have more sports, obviously, yeah. that you can watch. You can, if you can watch the uh, PHF, if you want, mm-hmm. no additional charge. Yeah. It's, you know, just if you want to watch the Boston Pride or whatever your team is, you can watch that. 
It's a bonus. And guess what? That stuff, they have it on. You can just watch it anytime, even if you can't watch it live. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's really great. You, you should do that. I watch soccer. I watch a ton of soccer. I watch the uh, Bundesliga over in Germany, <laughs> and I watch the Revs. Mm-hmm. Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Dortmund. Go Dortmund. Uh, Dortmund. Ooh. So, barely on topic. Pro ESPN Plus, for sure. I, I oh, am. Yeah. I am. I am. Um, I am pro Hulu. I'm pro Disney Plus. All of that stuff. I don't watch Disney Plus that much. My husband watches it. I do. But I do love The Mandalorian. So there is that. But I I am enjoying The National Treasure Show. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, they've had four episodes. They've had four episodes so far on Disney Plus. Yeah. Like, and it's based off of the movies. Yeah. But not Nicolas Cage, somebody else. Fair enough. No, it, yeah, it's someone else. But in the late in the most recent episode, Riley Poole is in it. Okay. Now I I just love anything that it has Nicolas Cage in it. But my favorite is National Treasure because it's a good movie. So I'll be watching this TV show. Thank you. I learned it's something great. new today. It's go. great. Mm-hmm. And in the National Tre- Treasure movies, Riley was my favorite character because I always kind of thought of him as like me, where he's kind of smart. Doesn't always show it, and he always has some random one-liner to come throw in there that you just don't expect, and it's just like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So, <laughs> I can relate to Riley Cool. All right. All right. So, back to the Winter Classic. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> We're barely on topic, after all. Those, okay, the coordinated outfit, which has become a Bruin staple for many years now. Right. Um, it, it did it. It officially started with the uh, the last Winter Classic they were in, right? Oh, uh, the Peaky Blind. Yeah, yeah. Where the they Peaky, Peaky Bruins, which I have on my wall. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, yep. The Peaky Bruins, um, and then uh, the Lake Tahoe game when they all dressed out in like eighties ski chic. Um, yep. And then um, this time it was old timey baseball. It was so good. It was so apparently good. they went to a shop in North Attleboro to get those made. And, you know, they started planning about a year ago and it was Bergeron who insisted upon it. Bergeron insisted on the last one too. So this is really cool. Oh, I did not realize it was Bergeron. Yes. There. Yes. Yes. So like, like I said, a lot of the stuff around the game was much more exciting. So it was like, it was interesting to find out about, the the uniforms and how they did that it was um fun to uh see footage of the uh the various uh family members and the guys skating that was fun um did you see that drone footage that three and a half minutes oh that was incredible i With watched Z that. In it yep i yep. watched that three times yeah while taking a poop break today at work <laughs> it was a long poop break but worth it I mean, I think they had to like kind of edit some stuff together uh, because there's just no way that some of the times would have matched up where they were doing a practice and then all of a sudden the families were on the ice. But, you know, uh, I love that there was like this one piece where it's like on this other surface of ice, uh, Chara's boys were playing. Um, so that was, was really- that the war- was that the warm up? I think, yeah, it, I think it was the baseball diamond one. Yeah. 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 It was, um, yep. Says, yes. 
I think also the, the seat that Char is sitting in, I think they, that Matt Porter said that was his computer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why does, um, why does Char have a computer in front of him? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was because I think uh, I think it was Porter took a picture with like where he's standing under it and he and Z are both like giving a thumbs up. <laughs> well, I can tell you if, if Big Z came to me and said, I need your computer right now, I would say, Z, anything you want. Take it. Yeah. yeah, anything for you. Yeah, and it was really cool that they had Busick and Orr and Chara, and then they had uh, Veritech and Wakefield. You know, oh, there. Wakefield. I yep. liked the opening, uh, what would they call it? Puck Pitch. That was yep. cool. Yep. Yeah. I wish there was a better name for it because it seemed, they seemed so awkward actually saying it. They were like, first Puck Pitch? Like, yeah. the, it just seemed so, like, clunky, but there was, like, no, there's no other real name you can really give. Well, they should have just said first pitch. Leave I know what would happen if you told me to say puck pitch um, over a microphone. I would just accidentally say fuck bitch, which would be really <laughs> bad. And now and I'd be like, oh, my God. For the oh first fuck bitch. Like, no. <laughs> nope. Wrong. Um. <laughs> And it was so cool to have the Boston Pops there. Mm-hmm. And then that was a neat little touch. And yep. they were backing Belle Bib DeVoe, who I forgot could really sing. I, I sat there and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. They were members of New Edition because I'm old enough to remember that. When Bobby Brown, Belle Bib DeVoe, and some other uh, guys uh, were all the, one of the first uh, boy groups from Boston mm. before New Kids in the Block. I am, I will say, I am begging, like, I am on my knees begging that the Bruins, that the Red Sox, can we stop doing Sweet Caroline when we're losing? That just absolutely, like, the Bruins were down one nothing, and then they have, like, Sweet Caroline. I just... It just just because the whole bit losing aspect just loses me because like why are we we're not celebrating right now we're losing. Well, it was more about tradition, I think, than anything else. I mean, how cool was it that the Bruins came out to the Boston Pops playing shipping up to Boston? That was really that cool. was cool. I mean, I sat cool. there and I was like, at least one of the members of the Dropkicks had to be there, and I was like, oh. can you imagine hearing this? Like you not only made the big time, you really made it to the big time. It's true. Their version of Dirty Water at the end was nice too. Yep. 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 I, okay. I love Sweet Caroline. It's not my favorite Neil Diamond song, but we, in case none of you knew, I'm a big Neil Diamond fan. I love Neil Diamond. I I have been lucky to see him at least once. Hmm. I did see him once. Uh, Mandy and I are going to find a way to go down to New York and see the show. Because I love Neil Diamond so much. I think it's a shame that Parkinson's has taken away his ability to share his music with people. Uh, if he could have been there yesterday, he would have been. And I sang along at home, damn it. Because I just love that song. So. That's, I know. I know. Song. I just. 
the losing part just gets me. All right. Like they'll do it. They'll do it at Fenway when they're losing by ten runs, and it's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, actually, the one time I went to a game, they did that, uh, and the, it was during the Bobby Valentine year. Um, of course, oh my god, even that 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 Richard twenty twelve, that was such an awful year. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I I hear you. I hear you. I I get it. Also, shout out to the section of the arena or of Fenway Park that would not let the wave start. <laughs> One section kept trying to start it, and the section next to them refused to let it go. And I just really applaud that group of people. Have you said it? <laughs> the, I normally like I normally don't like commercials, but the Dr. Pepper what was it the Dr. Pepper Fanville? Like those are great. Those are really good. And the latest one about the wave, them preparing uh, for the wave to hit the town is really good. It is. It's pretty funny. I, that, I, I, I kind of wish they made those Fanville commercials into like a mini web series or yeah. something because they could. Mm-hmm. And it would be popular. People would like it. It's... <laughs> The the like even though I remember they were talking about the transfer portal once and it was like around Halloween and, the, <laughs> and like there's this portal that pop up in a graveyard and football players are just going in and out like that's <laughs> and then they're like they're like hoping for someone like great and they get like a kicker a kicker and it's only <laughs> and it's it's so good those commercials are clever I love them but yeah hockey it's good too. <laughs> it's okay i i don't honestly remember the commercial i'll have to go and see if i can find it i was busy at times yesterday i was making nachos and other Mm. things and in and out i mean i was watching the game but during commercials that was like pee break you know those things yeah and then the horn section from from the uh the boston pops coming and backing up the uh black keys that was pretty cool too that was neat. Yeah, it was neat. I liked that. And uh, I love how some people in the Bruins fandom are like, who? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Could not believe that. I was like, how have you? I don't listen to music and I know who the Black Keys are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. They played gold in the ceiling first because that is part of that. I mean, that is part of the Nashville gold celebration song. The first part is the I like it and I love it Tim McGraw thing. Yeah. Tim McGraw. Um, is that his name? Yeah, Tim McGraw. Because his father was Tug McGraw. Right. Tim McGraw. And uh, then the second half is gold on the ceiling. So I thought that was interesting choice. And the drummer uh, was wearing a um, Bruins uh, jersey. So that was cool. They're from Akron, Ohio, by the way. Just random. I- I remember seeing them uh, open for Slater Kinney a long time ago, uh, 20 something years ago. Um, I'm just trying to think it might have been 99 or 2000. So a long time ago. Mm. Yeah. And that was a good show. Now, Slater Kinney, one of those bands that sounds better live than they do on album. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't translate. They always do. And I love me some Carrie Brownstein. So, oh, she's incredible. She is incredible. I love her. So, Tim, have you watched uh, Portlandia? A little bit, some of it. I think I've seen like maybe half of the first season. Yeah, Carrie Brownstein is uh, Carrie 
in that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love her. I've I've like had a massive crush on her for I don't know how many years, 20 something years now. So uh so there we go. I'm not quite straight. It's fine. <laughs> I have a massive Who is? crush on Fred Armisen. So Mm-hmm. I do. I do want to mention one more thing. Sure. At the the, the uh, press conference after, oh. um, <laughs> Linus Ulmark came dressed up to the press conference in the Red Sox gear. Even had his like 1950s baseball cleats on that actually had <laughs> spikes. Whoa! On. And he was wearing like a catcher's mask. And they asked him, "They're like, what's your connection to baseball?" I was like, "I don't have one." Like, none. <laughs> none. None. Okay. So the bats that they had were old Veritech bats that had just been hanging around the clubhouse. Hmm. For That's why years. they all had 33 on them. That makes sense. Yep. So they were old uh, Veritech bats that they just still had. And I wouldn't doubt that that was an old catching mask of his. Oh, yeah. It could have been. Mm. I, I think the last couple of years of his career, he went to the goalie style mask because before that he always wore the two piece um where you have like the helmet that doesn't have a well, the helmet and then like the mask that goes over it but yeah it was uh <laughs> the brush asked him did you wear that during the game and then Linus was like oh my god no i should have oh there's <laughs> too much no. too much space no. in that eye oh and he got hit in the in the in the noggin twice yeah, I was gonna say he, 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 he yeah, that one of those may have snuck through had he worn that. Yeah, um, you, there was just too much space in the eyes for a stick to even just get in there. So, no, no, quick, no. Quick jersey talk. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Okay, well, Mark <laughs> looked amazing in his Moog mask and Byron Defoe goalie pads, which kind of two different eras there, but I appreciate them both. But come on, Ulmark, wear the Defoe pads with the pool bear. It's oh my gosh, yes. Like the crossover we need yes. because he wore them with the pool. Yes. He literally did it. <laughs> okay, well, maybe unlike Swayman, who wasn't afraid to break his in, get a little bit of like, you know, puck dust on them. I don't really know what the term is when a black puck smudges them, but. You know, dust. I like that. Well, we'll just call it. it sounds dust. good. Okay, so you know, maybe he wanted to keep them pristine until the game day, and then now he'll wear them more often. You know, that's what I I'm hope so. When he, I hope so. I hope when he goes to the All Star game that he wears them too. Oh yeah, because they got the stars. Yeah. They got the stars would be perfect. Mm-hmm. They're so nice, and they have the uh, they have Meth Bear logo on the on the blocker there. Oh yeah, on the uh, side. The logo, mm-hmm. the side. It looks so good. Like the oh, they did such a good job, and I love this. I the mask looked so good too. The, oh, that's another thing with the TNT broadcast. So they were talking about the mask for uh, Dismith. And on the back of the Smith's mask, it had Ted from the movie Ted. Yes. And they were like, and they were like, this is a teddy bear to commemorate Ted Williams. And I was like, what? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was like, fuck. Are you serious? I missed that. Yeah. yeah. No, they I said didn't. that on the broadcast. 
Oh, they said that on the broadcast. I was like, no, that's Ted from Ted. Like, what? Yeah. No. No. Guys, that's it. I quit again. I'm, I'm gone. I'm oh, gone. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really thirsty. I'll be right back. Okay, so I, I imagine that uh, we could just say that TNT is the worst. They are the worst. Oh, the worst. I couldn't. Be- I could not believe when he said that. I was like, like, first of all, let's not disrespect Ted Williams like that. And second of all, let's not disrespect Ted the teddy bear like that. Yeah. Like, like, what are we doing here? So yeah. But I loved Ulmark's mask a lot. And they did. Did they talk about Ulmark's mask? No. No. Okay. Did they talk? Okay. I'm sorry. I forgot one of the. I forgot to. Okay. Let me say it, and then let's see if it is the same thing. I forgot to mention in the things I hate about TNT that one of the things that happens is they will never, ever, ever say anything interesting or positive about the Bruins during the broadcast. They won't go, hey, look at his mask. Oh, did you know that there are polar bears on the back of his mask signifying his family, his, he, his wife, and his two children? Do you think so? No. Did You know, like his regular mask has some runes on it, some Viking runes, because he's a Viking. Guess what, guys? We have three freaking Vikings on our back end. I'll talk about that later. Do, do you think they do that? No, because if it's not the Penguins, then nobody there else is. is there. Okay. It's that, just, it's so infuriating. How much they talked about the penguins just drove me up a freaking wall. Did you know that Jari is injured? Did you know, know that Chris Letang's father died? I'm did sorry. You know Chris Letang is injured and not playing in this game. Yes, I fucking knew that. You said uh, it 10 I'll, times in the first period. Also, didn't. Anson Carter play with Byron Defoe. He should have known those were his pads. Yes. Well, it wasn't in the script, Tim. Yeah, but Anson, bud, you guys shared a locker room. It's okay. It's okay. Um, did, did you see him? Who is he taking face-offs against uh, in one of the, the pregame segments? Was it Charlie Coyle? No, that makes sense. no, he was taking him against somebody who isn't us. Was it McAvoy? Oh, God, who the hell was he taking face-offs against? Oh, it was Crosby. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, no. The McAvoy commercial with his dad was nice. That's that was what I was commercial. I love when yeah. he, he laughed when he's like, I love you too, dad. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was purely the um, the the discomfort of uh saying that in public television mm. <laughs> for an ad that's all it's not that he doesn't love his dad or that he thinks that's funny it's just you know nervous awkward laugh. yeah nervous laugh so one yeah. last again yeah let's just let's just do a podcast about how much tnt nhl sucks yeah they do actually well hey there's there's your name of the episode i know i was actually thinking about it um <laughs> the Miked up segment where they picked net is it Gnetzel and Crosby, boring as hell. Which is again, I, I think a thing of that usually happens in sports, but it's it did nothing. It took away from the game. Yep. No, no, I'm just shaking my head. Keep going. Yeah. No, it, it, uh, when when the Crosby segment when um when uh they 
aired his thing. It was after uh, Pittsburgh scored their one one goal. Uh, Sammy Kapanen scored. Cappy! 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 That is literally what he said. Nothing else. Like, I needed that. I needed that in my life. I needed that in, in this segment on TV. And then with, I, I forget, is it Goose Knuckle, Moose Knuckle? I think it's Moose Knuckle. Um, winger for the Penguins. Um, no, Moose Knuckle. Okay, Moose Knuckle. Um, you know what a Moose Knuckle is, right? Yes. Okay. So he was having a conversation with the ref. The ref wasn't mic'd, but they aired just what he said. Again, fantastic television. I got a YouTube TV subscription so I could watch the game. Mm. Actually, I got a seven-day trial. Don't, don't okay. About All right. Okay. I'll be okay. I hate how they like to talk to Brad Marchand before the game. And they like to, you know, uh, they like to chirp him, especially Biz, you know, and, and he takes it and he gives back and it's all fun and good and whatever. They call him Mr. TNT because like he has good games when he, when they talk to him. And I just hate how it's like, oh, we're, this is our token segment on the Bruins. This is the only time we're going to talk about anything good about the Bruins because Brad Marchand is here. I feel the minute he walks away, takes the headset off and walks away, then it's like penguins, 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 penguins. Yeah. So I, I will say that I did tell my friend, um, I, I have a friend who uh, is a DJ uh, in London, and I told him to watch the game yesterday. And uh, he did. Oh, cool. And he said, uh, he usually comes over for some Bruins games uh, when he comes over. And he said, I told Stephanie, his daughter, that I will take her to a Bruins game when she turns five. Oh, she seems excited about going. So that's cool. Next generation and all that. So, yes. So, OK, the game itself, not super stimulating. Uh, the, you know, I don't know what was going on, but uh, I'm glad that the Bruins ended up uh, coming out in the second, third period and winning that fucker <laughs> because you know it, it was a very low scoring affair and i'd love to say oh it's a real defensive battle but i i'm just sitting there and i'm like are they just battling against the ice <laughs> they slow yeah you know i mean it's not a very it, it's not a controlled and perfect service uh, surface not like a, a an indoor rink. So I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I was, I, I, it didn't strike me as like too big a defensive battle so much as like, okay, we're playing an outdoor game. You know, they were having trouble moving the puck. Lots of broken sticks, it seemed like, or mm-hmm. sticks flying up in the air. <laughs> so I was like, okay. But uh, it turns out Uncle Nick, not you, Nick. Oh, oh. you're going to be an uncle too. Uh, the other Uncle Nick uh, came out, uh, I mean, in, during the second intermission and just told the boys uh, to not waste this moment. It was his first Winter Classic game, so he definitely wanted to win. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's played in the league for a long time, and that was his first one. And meantime, like, Bergie's been to, like, what, four? Uh, four outdoor games, three Winter Classics. 
No, four winter classics, five outdoor games. It's 2010. Mm-hmm. 20, was it 15 or 16? Mm-hmm. The Gillette game. Yeah. Uh, the one against Chicago, the Notre Dame one, that's three. Oh, yeah. And then this and one. Then, and then this one, that's four. And then the Tahoe game in between, which was a you fifth. Know what? I forgot about the Chicago one. And that's the one I was at. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget about that one because literally there's a jersey right up here, mm. a signed Bergeron jersey. Yes, I have to brag about it. And I have a Corelli one downstairs. I bought Glenn a Pasternak Winter Classic jersey, and he wore it yesterday. And mm-hmm. that was great. It looks better on him than I think it would be on me. So that's good. And he likes it. And that's all that counts. The Pasternak Retro Reverse jersey, which I purchased on October 28th, still has not arrived. Oh my god! Yeah, they they've they they gave me a forty percent off coupon for my next purchase. Yeah, but they should have probably like, I don't know, done this better. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I didn't get my Winter Classic jersey until like March of the next year. So, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Burns came back in the and in, in the third. Who was the winner? Who was the guy who? who uh, changed the Bruins' fortunes yesterday. It was Jake of Brusque, of course. <laughs> Did you, could you imagine, like, Bruce Cassidy sitting at home watching that game going, fucking Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. Hey, good for, good for Jake, who looks like he's packed on some muscle and some beef boy uh, this year. And bring back my beef boy term. I haven't said mm. it in a while. Mm. Um, and I think it suits him nicely because he can do shit around the net like that. And that's awesome. All I know is that his girlfriend is a doctor. Oh. And that his his fitness regime included Oreos and Cokes at one point. Oh, on Instagram? I think it was for at Christmas. He was posting all the junk food he got for Christmas and then him eating it. <laughs> awesome (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. all right well that works out then yeah so jake debrusque managed to uh get those two goals they took a 2-1 lead late in the third the penguins were trying to surge back and they they basically got the puck on malkin's stick and time expired before he got the shot off so whoo Hey, sometimes I'd rather Ooh. be lucky than good. Yep. Yes. Also, that that final tw- that final twelve seconds took a lot. The that was the longest twelve seconds of my entire life. Definitely the it longest like, twelve seconds of any regular season game I've watched. Yeah, it, it it felt like it went took so long for those twelve seconds to bleed off the clock. Oh, oh my god! It just reminded me of something. One, I was thinking. Oh my God, it was the longest 12 seconds and it wasn't even the fourth quarter of a college uh, or it wasn't the uh, the final minutes of a college basketball team or a uh, or basketball game or the the final quarter of um, of a NBA game. Oh God. Secondly, yeah. um, what I was going to say is that uh, I uh, I loved how at one point one team called 
uh, a timeout. I think it was Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh had, um, you know, their guys out there with whiteboards and stuff like that. And all of the Bruins gathered around the equipment manager, Keith Robinson. I'm like, well, that's a strategy you could do. <laughs> anyway, he says, <laughs> hey guys, I'm not saying he doesn't know hockey, but you know, usually it's the coach coaches that you go to, not the equipment manager. <laughs> Maybe that's why they were all slow. The equipment manager's like, yeah, I forgot to sharpen your blades. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have a blade sharpener here at Fenway. <laughs> oh, I left it at left it at the stadium. Oh, I loved how they said, yes, TD Garden, which is just three miles away. I'm like, by air. <laughs> it's an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> because it's Boston. <laughs> you know, I actually did not realize they were three miles apart. I assumed they were closer. By air. By air. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Because if you had to drive there, it is. Hey, Macarena. That's what it is. So, yeah. So Bruins won. They didn't show us the goalie hugs. Thankfully, people on Twitter did. And I complained about it on Twitter, of course. Other people joined in and complaining. Yes. And thankfully, we are through the winter classic they won and this bruins team is bonkers bonkers this team's really fun really oh good oh my god so fun um barely barely on topic behind the bees been fantastic even though it's propaganda hey i'm 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 eating it up i'm enjoying it i i just love seeing the team right i love seeing the team i don't i don't care about the message mm-hmm. that they're you know, I, I don't want, you know, I don't care what they say about the games. I'm just watching the team and just, they just are having fun. I did not know that that was something that was going to happen. They lead the league with 62 points after 37 games played, 29 wins, four losses, four overtime losses, and a goal differential of 57. 57? Yes. They they also have probably the best chemistry of any team we've seen. Mm-hmm. I remember they, we loved the 2019 team. We loved them to death, but we did 2018, 2019. Yeah. We did, but like this team, I mean, you saw at the end of it, everyone hugging in the in the group and jumping up and down, mm-hmm. like with each other. Like they like they loved all of this and they like, they genuinely play for each other. And even like, even the locker room, like even Jim Montgomery said in the game, like after the second intermission, Patrice Bergeron went up to him. He's like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And he was like, all right. And like, (laughs) kind of, it kind of brought him back. You know, like this team from he- like top to bottom, just I don't know. They seem to get it. You know what I mean? They just get it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't, I don't think we've, I don't think we've seen a team with this type of chemistry really at all. 
I don't, I just, it's just next level. I just adore them. They're just so wonderful. And the joy. They, they're not afraid to express their joy. Oh, I love no. it. I love it. And their displeasure. They were, they, when things were not going well and they were unhappy about it, they, they said so. Know. Yep. Well, everybody's got to be accountable. Everybody's accountable. And like, even after the game, as they're like skating off, you have Walmart and Sway kind of arm around each other, just kind of talking. And you can see that they like genuinely care about each other. Well, I like, mean, Swayman's at their house like every day. <laughs> true. He, he he was Santa for for Ulmark's kids. Swainta. Like, Swainta. Yeah. Swainta. Like he they uh, I don't know. This this team is different. It, they just they I mean, even with Jake DeBrusque's school, the the hop the hop celebration that Taylor Hall did. I have never seen t- Taylor Hall that happy in my entire life. <laughs> well, he's on a team that's winning, and he's part of it, so he's excited. Like, um, yeah, great! It's great. It's it's fun to watch. So, I love what Derek Forbert had to say after the game on Instagram about how you know it was an awesome experience and all that stuff. But then we learned that he also um, did something that Nick would very likely do in the clubhouse and used the same bidet that uh, Big Poppy had used at some point. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. So. That's on awesome. Instagram. Okay. He didn't say explicitly what he did, but he said he got to use the same bidet that Big Poppy did. Hmm. <laughs> that was... Cool. That was part of his honor. <laughs> oh, uh, Pasta said he's going to, on Twitter, that he's going to send Ortiz one of his sticks. Oh, that's nice. sweet. Well, I loved it when he was describing, he's like, I hope I don't get in trouble for it. I'm like, no, Papa's, Big Poppy's not going to get mad at you for using him. No, um, David Ortiz actually quote tweeted it and was like, yo, I'm sending all the luck and everything like that and positive vibes from sunny Dominican Republic or something along those lines. (laughs) And, and then after the game, pasta was like, Oh my God. Like pasta seemed surprised that he like tweeted at him and was like, you're getting, I'll give you one of the sticks. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. You should have it. It's fine. Man. Pasta just knows how to brand himself. Doesn't he? Amazing. 110%. Amazing. The league's most. He should be uh, the cover boy for everything. Yeah, I mean the vipe when he's warming up the viper sunglasses with the with the toque on. Like, come on, like, like who who the coolest guy in the NHL? Hands he, he, down. He just gave them to some kid too. Like, here you go, kid. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, man, lots of fun. By the way, Derek Forbert, my story. I got to watch that. I learned that the Forberts are Norwegian. I didn't know oh. that Forbert was a first round draft pick. He was in the middle of his round in 2010. Hmm. He won the Calder Cup with the AHL Mon- uh, Manchester Monarchs uh, in their final year of existence. And oh, he played with Bissonette. That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, we definitely saw him play then because we did go to a game that year. 
against the P Bruins. What I was saying before is we have all these Vikings on our back end. We've got Olmark. We've got Lindholm. And now we have Forbert. All the Vikings. You must be happy, Tim. I am definitely pumped about it. I mean, it makes me happy. Technically, Forbert is a Viking American, but that's okay. It's close enough. enough. And, 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 uh, um, Hampus is another one who looked like he was having a ball yesterday. He he looked so happy to just kind of be playing hockey, and <laughs> um, uh, like he he had the uh, he. I don't know if he's always had this, but it looked pretty badass on the ice. There, he had the tinted the smoke visor. Oh, he yeah, he's had it ever since he, since he got concussed by Svechnikov. It looked darker. It did. Mm-hmm. It did look darker. It looked. I don't know if it. I don't know if that's because it, they played outside and maybe the way uh, the the lighting and everything was hitting it. I don't know if maybe that's why. But it did look darker. Well, natural light is different than um, than lights in the uh, arena. Yeah. So it's it's hard to tell. I mean, he could have gotten a slightly darker one to to make up for weather conditions. Although honestly, overcast is just about the best lighting that you can actually play in. You know, because it's not too bright. And he didn't have to deal with uh, shadows, um, because that's something that the Red Sox have to deal with during the regular season for day games is the shadows creeping up creeping towards the pitcher's mound, making it harder for the uh, batters to see the ball that's being pitched. Although I will tell you that when I go out on overcast days, not rainy days, but overcast days, I wear sunglasses typically just because uh, after having a concussion, a Mm. pretty bad one, you know, light sometimes bothers me. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been darker. Could have been just the same. Who knows? But either way, it looks badass. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. So I think we talked about that winter classic. It's all done. So now let's talk about what's coming up this week, which I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know how many of these games I'll be able to watch. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So let me just preface this by saying. We're putting out this episode and then we're going to take uh, a little bit of a break because I'm going to be away next weekend in Newport and I do not feel like dragging all of the stuff I need to bring with me to, to Newport to record. So we're just going to take a, another week off. But, you know, this week's of this this week's of games, this week of games is uh, going to be hard to really watch for mo- most of us because of the lateness of them yeah west coast yeah so it's mm-hmm. like um so i think this is a good time to to just you know take a little break so the bruins are playing on thursday uh at the la kings at 10 30 p.m eastern time guys Ooh. yeah that's 11 30 for jeff Ooh. yep jeff's not watching that yeah. i know that no um i i might not be watching it unless i download nesson 360 so We'll see. And honestly, I'm going to have to get up at like Saturday, the 7th. The Bruins will be at the San Jose Sharks. At, and it's going to be a 10.30 p.m. game. Then, I mean, at least it's a Saturday. So Saturday. 
if you want to stay up for it, that's fine. And then on Sunday, the 8th, they will be playing at the Anaheim Ducks. It's an 8.30 start, so that's, that's a little bit better. That's a little better, yeah. Yeah, it's a little better, but it's on a school night still. But, you know, I, I don't like 8.30 starts. They kind of mess me up a little bit, but that's okay. And uh, then they don't have any more games until the 12th when they are back home. And they welcome the Seattle Kraken to the Garden at 7 p.m. And Saturday the 14th, this is going to be a good one. I can't wait for this one. This is going to be so good. The Toronto Maple Leafs will be making their first appearance at the TD Garden 7 p.m. Saturday the 14th. I just want to make sure you got it Saturday 14th. The Bruins have the day off on the 15th. And then the 16th, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Huge manatee game when Philadelphia comes in at 1 p.m. to Hmm. play our Bruins. So I, those are all the games that I'm going to say, because we will probably have an episode out by that Tuesday. But, all right. So guys, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six games to pr- softly predict, softly, softly predict. All right. So let's think about this for a little bit. We'll have to get Jeff's thoughts on this at another time. But we'll get yours now. All right. I am going to go with, I'm going to go five and one. Um, I'm going to say the Kings are, are the one. That's where I am. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, unbridled courage. I, I really want them to stomp on the, the Maple Leafs. So I'm not even worried about that. What are your thoughts? I'm going back and forth in my head. I was thinking either five and one or four, one and one. And the, the one that I'm waffling on is the Leafs game. I think it could potentially be an overtime loss, but I'm going to go five and one. And I think the one trip up is the Sharks. Ooh, okay. Um, Three and three, but they beat the Leafs, so who cares? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You can definitely do it that way. There are no real rules here. Right. You know, nothing's at stake. Everything's fine. It's just a fun thing to do. And listeners, if you have any soft predictions of your own, you know how to contact us. Or actually, I will tell you. How to do that right now. Listeners, you have been listening to Barely on Topic. Uh, you can find us at our home on SoundCloud and you can uh, find us just about anywhere else because there's an RSS feed. Do you know what RSS me- means? Radial spike standard standard. Real sturdy signal. Yeah. Really simple syndication. Really? That's what it means. I I was close. (laughs) You said real. (laughs) 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 I learned that from GR Mom, a.k.a. Jen Goldbeck, who is a uh, computer science professor uh, 
and social media um, expert at uh, the University of Maryland. Anyway, uh, so you can find us just about anywhere. You can reach us. You can talk to us at Barely in Topic podcast on Facebook and at Barely in Topic on Twitter or at our personal Twitter handles. I am at VA from RI. I got it right. Yay. <laughs> Whoa. I know. I haven't got it though. <laughs> I am at Tim A. Richardson. I'm at Nick Baggio. And Jeff is at Dr. Hand Grenade. There you go. And uh, pray and put all of your good, good thoughts to Damar Hamlin, who um absolutely who, who's still in critical condition i i want that kid to to pull through and i only mean kid because he's 24 years old and he's far too young so just good thoughts have him go that way please absolutely scariest thing i've ever seen on a field uh i just i can't i did not see it live i did see it on twitter i don't want to watch it again and i um i just i I can't think that the world is better with that happening and and losing him. So (sighs) sorry, I'm a bummer. No, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something worth mentioning. Just all the good vibes, all the prayers, and just hope he pulls through. Um, I know he's surrounded by family right now, so I hope they're doing well. And I also want to say, I hope that the play other player involved in the play is doing okay because mm-hmm. you know he blames himself even though it's not even close to being his fault. Nope. It's just a freak thing that happens sometimes with the body uh, on an impact and a rhythm uh, a certain rhythm. So yeah. Word. <laughs>